The town of Saltcoats on the west coast of Scotland is known for many things from its past. Shipbuilding, salt panning, football and heroes, witches. It is unknown exactly when the town of Saltcoats first came to be, but it would be granted a borough of barony in 1528 by King James I. This meant that it could establish itself as a market town. However, it's estimated that in the early 1600s, there were only four houses in the town. Like many towns and villages throughout Ayrshire, Salkots was not immune from the accusations of witchcraft. And these are the stories of the Salkots witches. Fair to say that back in the 1600s, people were much more suspect of magic and religion. Science in its infancy was still to enter many people's lives. It is in this backdrop that we enter the age of Scottish witchcraft. The Witchcraft Act had been passed into Scottish law in 1563, and soon after, many unfortunate women and men would find themselves on the wrong side of the authorities. And like many towns and villages throughout Ayrshire, Saltcoats would be no different. In 1650, two women from Saltcoats, Margaret Cooper and Catherine Montgomery, were apprehended by the local authorities and brought before the Presbytery of Irvine on the 22nd of April of that year, along with a third woman named Janet Robinson from Colwinnan. Witch trials of this time tended to follow a simple but cruel formula. As stated in the new statistical account of Scotland, confession on the part of the accused was the only attainable evidence of the definitive kind, and its validity was never questioned by the judges. The only effort made in dealing with the accused was to bring them to fuller acknowledgement of their guilt. The exact charges brought against the women were ones fairly common in witchcraft cases of this period. Margaret, Catherine and Janet were all tried under the accusations of renouncing their baptisms, carnal copulation with the devil, and the taking of a new name under his influence. Despite the ridiculous nature of these accusations, the three women were nonetheless forced to admit their guilt to these demonic acts. The Presbytery of Irvine were quoted as saying, The sin of witchcraft was growing daily, and that in the several parishes, Michael of the hidden works of darkness was discovered and brought to light in the mercy of God, and that severals were apprehended in the furnace for that sin, did meet occasional this day to err and receive the confessions of some 
and the said sin of witchcraft that they might recommend the same of the lords of the privy council for the issuing forth of a commission of assay to sit upon said persons and after hearing the presbytery does judge the confessions of the persons following relevant to the recommender. So little information about these women's lives remains available. The only reason we actually know they existed at all is the tragic circumstances of their trials being recorded by the Irvine Presbytery. We don't even know the method in which they were executed, but given that the universal method of execution of witches in Scotland was burning, we can certainly imagine what sort of fate befell them. For more than 300 years, a story has circulated around the Sulcoats community of another unfortunate woman. Her name was Sarah Vincent, and like Margaret and Catherine before her, was accused and burned for being a witch. An old Sulcoats town trail pamphlet states that Sarah lived in the town in the late 17th century and was the last ever person to be executed for witchcraft in Sulcoats. The trail directs visitors to the ground of the old Sulcoats Parish Church and Kirkyard, now the North Ayrshire Heritage Centre. Among the grounds lie many old and sometimes destroyed graves of centuries past. Sarah's grave is said to have read, The Burning Place of Sarah Vincent. When I first walked through the grounds I struggled to find the grave. Many of the ones that remain have been badly eroded by centuries of harsh weather. The only reference I had was an online post indicating that only the word Sulcoats was still readable on the grave. I searched every corner of the ground and at first couldn't find it anywhere. And then, hidden away, tucked behind the overgrown branches, I found it. As you can see, the gravestone has been eroded even further since the picture was taken. The word Sulcoats is just barely visible. There is just one problem with the story of Sarah Vincent, and that is that there's no evidence that she was a witch, or that she even existed at all. In June 2020, historian Heather Upfield noted in her article about the accused women and men of Ayrshire that during her research she found no record of any woman named Sarah Vincent being charged or executed for the crime of witchcraft until the 19th century. She estimated that the grave once read the burying place of Sarah Vincent, and that centuries of erosion has led many to incorrectly interpret it as the burning place of Sarah Vincent. There is also the historical matter that no witches in Scotland were ever burned in or anywhere near Kirkyards, probably because it would have been considered unholy at the time. Burnings almost always took place in open space for public viewing. So if Sarah wasn't a witch, then who was she? And how did she get confused with being a witch? Who was responsible for the misreading of her grave? I suppose it's just another old mystery that will never be solved. <laughs> 